Welcome to The Observer Effect, a podcast of travel stories. Each week, we hope to bring you a conversation with someone we meet overseas, and at least one good story. Episode 43, The Tattoo. Australia, where Bertrand was cured of travel. I want you to picture an impossible object. It's a triangle, but the sides twist in on each other. Lionel Penrose and his son designed it in the 1950s, and it was both inspired by and influenced M.C. Escher's work. They called it impossibility in its purest form. I'll let Bertrand explain the rest. I didn't notice the tattoo until he and I were sitting next to each other, drinking from a little wooden pot in his home in Bordeaux with his girlfriend Anna, whose story we published last week. The little wooden pot had six spouts, and it's called La Grola. Traditionally, it serves a concoction of coffee and liquor that Italians share in the mountains. I took my first sip and passed it to him, and as I watched him drink, I saw, just above his inner elbow, on his forearm, this Penrose triangle. And then he told us his story. So, so uh, Bertrand? Uh, yeah, how, yeah. Bertrand. Bertrand. <laughs> Can you teach me the R? <laughs> Bertrand? Bertrand. No, Bertrand. Yeah. Are you doing Spanish way? Bertrand. No, it's R. 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 Lazy way. R. Bertrand. Bertrand. Come here, uh, Bertrand. like a bit. Bertrand. The J. Mm-hmm. In Spanish, you know, yeah, more like this. Bertrand. Like this. So, Bertrand, can you you describe what you look like? For the audience, give them a picture of who they're listening to. Um, I would say, well, I'm 1 meter 88, like to say, like long hair, tattoos. Would you call it a, a bun? The bun, yeah. Yeah. The bun. Do you usually keep a bun or do you release no, it? I listen, <laughs> actually, I have to keep it like this because it's been a long time. I didn't cut them, so mm. so you go a bit everywhere. It's true. A lot of people tell me you, you look like Jesus Christ. When you're Remind me to tell you the story of Jesus that we interviewed before. Okay. Like, okay. I'll tell you that story. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. So yeah, tattoos and. That's it. I don't know. Like kind of normal. Do the Nothing. tattoos have uh, significance? Mm. Do do you what? Do the tattoos have a meaning? Yeah, yeah. Each tattoo has a meaning. Like this one, it's a triangle of Penrose. Mm-hmm. So basically, you can draw it, but you cannot make it. Mm-hmm. You cannot build it. Mm-hmm. The meaning of this one for myself is like nothing is impossible. Mm-hmm. And it was the first one I get. I got for my first trip. Your first trip. My first trip. So like, I changed my life totally, and like that was to remember like nothing is impossible. What was your first trip? Australia. Wow. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Was a dream since I was kid. I do not even know when it started. I never knew. I never wanted to know anything about Australia. I just wanted to live it, to live this. And when I met it, like this dream came true. And I could be anything, uh, and just to remember me, like, 
when I have moments I feel down, I say like, you can do it, you did it, like, yeah. nothing is impossible. Yeah. Was it difficult to arrange going to Australia? Well, I always wanted to leave, you know, I, in my family, we have 10 kids. I'm the number eight. Okay. <laughs> Number eight. And they have, and they have eight sisters. Eight oh. sisters. Eight oh sisters. Yeah. Is it, um, are you Catholic? Are your parents Catholic? Yeah, they are. No, but not that. This, but they mean Catholic, like Catholic. They are not. No, no, no. No, just because oh. he's not. Uh, sorry, just like he was fifteen. Sure, fifteen. Just like she just stopped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so being one of the last in this big family with eight sisters, so your parents take care of you, your sisters take care of you. And then I was sick, I was epileptic. Ah, so oh. all my family took care of me even more. You mentioned that you came here to see the doctor. When we were walking on the street, and yeah, I thought, yeah. there's that a story there. I wonder why would you come yeah, to Bordeaux? So the to first see a time doctor? I came to Bordeaux was uh, to go to this doctor because I have to have a medical visit to have my visa to to go in Australia. Yeah. So to this specific doctor, yeah. and that's I when I came first in Bordeaux, and so. But so, yeah, epilepsy. It's really. It, Difficult. Wait, disease. you were yeah. epileptic. I was. Not anymore? I was. No. Yeah. I didn't know that was something you could. But actually, from. I don't know. That's my biggest, my my biggest Whoa. war Whoa. against myself, and uh, my. I'm proud of who I am, who I became. And I, thanks if there is someone here, uh, for, for giving me epilepsy when I was a kid because. I grew up with this and I became a strong person with that because I realized like even with medicine was a bit better but I didn't cure it and uh, so I always dream about going in Australia but how do you do if you're epileptic you know I mean you mm -hmm. can travel a bit but then you still have to come back so there is medicine there is a hospital there's everything and then if you make a crazy thing to me middle of nowhere in the desert or in the country when you, you have to pay $2,000 just to go to the hospital. So that was the only thing could make me stay in France mm -hmm. and not travel. Mm -hmm. So I made myself a promise. I gave me two years time to have a diploma where uh, during this, uh, this course I was working like this. I could save money and I was having a diploma where I could use everywhere in the world, like, like management and this kind of stuff, marketing management. Then like this I could travel and I had enough money to, to travel also. And then I had to cure my epilepsy. So with not, without even know anything about uh, meditation, yoga and this kind of stuff, I started to do it. I start to look inside myself, look my problems, and then I make a list, all the problems I have. Okay, like maybe 30 problems. 
Okay, then all the good, uh, all the stuff I'm grateful for. I like what I'm happy for and everything. And then I put this on my desk and I say, okay, all these happy things, I'm going to read them every day. All this problem, then I say, am I really part of this problem? Is it really my problem? Is it really important? If it was no, I had just three problems then, you know? <laughs> so, like I cancel every useless stuff, and I start to look into myself, and I was getting always better and better. I was saving money, so I was happy because I could, uh, like everything was going well. Until like maybe, let's say eight, nine months before the deadline, or the two years I gave to myself. No more epileptic crisis. I used to do one every three weeks, sometimes one every week, so no, nothing. Yeah, cool. So I feel good. I have money. I want to travel. I finished my, my job in a few months. Let's do it then. And I was telling you, like, I didn't want to know anything about Australia. I just wanted to leave this. So I just bought a ticket and left. <laughs> and uh, so I had to come here first as a doctor for my epilepsy and everything. So it was good. When I had my, my visa, I said to my mom, okay, in a month I go. Because it's two years before I told them, I want to be in Australia in two years' time, and we go. Then we never talk about it. Mm. Never, ever. And then one month before I said, well, okay, in a month I go. Oh, really? But I'm still waiting my visa. I think she was kind of hoping mm. I don't have it. Yeah. So they, uh, I had it. Like, she was so happy for, for me because, like, it was a big meaning for me. Like, it was the last step for me to live my dream, actually. Mm. And then I left, I just bought a ticket. I didn't want to know anything, I didn't book anything. Uh, I arrived at 6 in the morning in Sydney. First thing I said, okay, let's have a breakfast. And then during the breakfast, I thought, okay, what kind of hotel, what kind of hostel I can go? Oh, then I book, and, it's, uh, <laughs> and I lived there two years and a half. <laughs> uh, you, went so, to, you went to the far, in the far first, no? No, I first arrived in Sydney. Okay. And to reward myself, for, uh, two years of great job, I say, okay, one month, you do not even look for a job or anything, mm. and you just enjoy it, holidays. Mm. So I had a great time in Sydney, and then I went to the farm and started to live there. Do this. So Australia, for me, it's, it means a lot. It's, it's not a travel like this, like there is a big meaning, and it's the rich, I reached my goal doing this. Personally, like for my... It was my dream, and then for epilepsy, like that. Huh? And after a few months in Australia, I say, okay, I do not even take any more the, the medicine for epilepsy. And now it's been more than four years, I do not have crisis. It's been more than three years, I do not have any more, any more pills. And I feel great. <laughs> Does the doctor have any explanation, or are they just like... <laughs> no, because uh, the family doctor actually is very into um, Chinese medicine like, and everything. Mm -hmm. He didn't do anything with me about Chinese medicine, but can explain it, and I also can explain it this way. Like each, if each one of us know the strength he has inside, what he's capable to do, 
well, we will not take any more medicine, world will be a better place, people will be more happy, more confident and everything. Like, I think you, uh, our body has everything to cure, I think. We created uh, the disease, yeah. Mm. Mm. And it asks you a lot of time, energy to realize, like, I can manage this energy, you know? So I th- that's the way I would explain myself. I would explain it, but to doctor actually. Since then, I never went to doctor to talk about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I consider myself cured because then, after three years without epileptic crisis and two years without medicine, you are considered as cured. Like you mm-hmm. do not have any more epilepsy. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even talk about it with doctors. Wow. <laughs> So, yeah, so this also, but yeah. there is the story behind this tattoo. <laughs> and behind this one means leave the moment. Mm. You know, to, to not forget where you come from, but do not forget also that what you are living now, it's, a, it's just a start for the future, you know? Every, every moment you live, uh, an impact in the future, so mm. live it well mm-hmm. and do what you want, what you like. <laughs> uh, I, I have to ask about epilepsy. Uh, I've never met an epile- epileptic before, yeah. Uh, but you know, like um, Dostoevsky, the Russian writer, was famously epileptic and okay, inspired his art. You know, he believed that it brought him power, you know. Creative okay. power, like for him, the the suffering that he had. Because uh, maybe because epilepsy, this moment where you your neurons like get crazy, yeah. every, all your body get excited, like it starts with your brain and then it comes and everything like it just a huge energy you have for like a couple of minutes. Yeah. After a crisis, like you are like exhausted, like you cannot do anything the rest of the day. Okay, and it's like, I think that's why you could say this, it brings him a lot of energy and maybe because you are in a, yeah, you are half aware of what's happening, you cannot manage everything, your eyes are closed or whatever, but you least, you hear sounds, but in also very differently, they mm. are far, as if you were in water, you know? Mm. So, two times, actually, it's happened to me, like, I, I was enjoying it, just to say, like, you know, yeah. see yourself differently, it happens to me twice, I still remember it, but, so maybe yeah, this, yeah, yeah. it was describing this energy, was uh, yeah. bringing it to me. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and it, it started when you were a child? When I was eight years old. Eight. Yeah. Huh. What was that first time like? I was uh, first. I was, I had absence. You know, uh, I could talk to you and then uh, two or three seconds, and then I wake up. I say, what I was saying, where am I? You know, you're a bit lost. So I stopped like this huh. for a few years. So I was taking medicine, and uh, there was a risk that it grows like with. Epileptic crisis, like you fall because of, and everything, and it happened. Yeah, yeah. So I was very scared at the beginning. The first time it was like, I don't know, 
I didn't understand at all I was about to fall asleep. And it happened, and I just woke up, there was an ambulance. I was in the ambulance. Because my parents didn't understand also, so... Hmm. Then we learned all together how to manage this, so we could, we could avoid to go to the hospital, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. So, I mean, that is a perfect story already right there. We don't need to ask more, but I, I just have to ask anyway. Yeah? Do you have any good travel stories that you enjoy telling? Um, travel story. I traveled for a few years. And just the fact of traveling was just a dream for me. Mm. Because I never travel. I travel with school like two weeks in Germany, but not, <laughs> you know. So I said, I would say my travel in general is the best story I have. Yeah. Because I disco I, it helped me to realize who I was, what I was capable of, my limits. Mm-hmm. And it also allowed me to see the world differently mm-hmm. by myself, make my own opinion. And um, so I got to Australia was a dream. Then when I first went to New York, it was like also a dream, you know, New York, the same <laughs> nice York. energy, <laughs> yellow cats like you see only in movies, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it was just insane, even if it was not a very good situation or there, I had problems after problems, but I stayed three days in New York when I was in the US and life was just, wow. <laughs> I, I remember all this movie I saw, I was, you know, like, stupid, like kid stuff, you know? It's so cliche, as for yeah, the American yeah, yeah. parents, you yeah, know, right, right, right. Right. Like, oh, the rain in Paris, you know, it's like New York, ultimately New York. No, so, <laughs> Also, when we met with Anna, so then we, we stayed together like three weeks. Then she had to go to do her farm job mm-hmm. for three months to have the second visa in Australia, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And me, I was staying in Sydney for work. And then I was... in Indonesia for leisure. Yeah. <laughs> <Maybe>. Indonesia. <laughs> okay. Just to be precise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> and uh, then before to, and then I had to to go. In, I wanted to go in US for a couple of months and live in South America for a year. Hmm. And maybe for my second year visa in Australia, I would come back. So that was the plan. So I made a surprise to my mom. I. All my family thought I was in Hawaii before to go in US. So I took some pictures on Google on Hawaii. I said, ah, it's so cool, I enjoy it. And then for a 60th birthday, I arrived at home. She was not expecting me. Nice. And so I, I wanted to stay a few days there, and then I went in US, and I was supposed to do it like my plan. So before I go in France, we, had a, we stayed together like a few days. Like basically, was was over for us, you know. There was because she had to stay in Australia at least one more year, and I wanted to travel, and I went. Huh? I don't know. Everything will happen. Like it was saying, telling me all these events, telling me like go back in Australia, go back in Australia. Like from the beginning, I arrived in Dublin because I had to stop first in Dublin before to go in in US, and I didn't have my way back ticket. 
So in Dublin, you already have the American border. Like this, it's easier when you arrive in Boston to... It's okay, one flight to... Because I did not know if I would have <laughs> go back in Australia or Argentina or Chile. So they told me, no, you cannot come uh, in this plane unless you buy a flight here. Okay. So it cost me 700 euros and I was asking, I want a refundable ticket, even if I paid more because that's not my plan. I'm not coming back. I don't know yet. Okay, okay, okay. I arrive in US, everything. I arrived in Boston uh, one year after the, the attack. Mm. So I didn't realize this. And at the same point, it was like a conference uh, of, on science uh, with Russian and everything. So all the hotel and hostel fully booked. <laughs> the only thing I found, because I, was, I did exactly the same in Australia, you know, as in Australia. in the US as in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and I learned <laughs> that it was not possible. <laughs> so the only room I found was like a $300 a night. That was oh, the cheapest I found. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. And I was, uh, so no phone, nothing. So I went to the hotel. Do you have a room? No, we are fully booked. And then this girl helped me to find. She gave me the key of the computers and stuff. Like this, I can look for something. And then I finally found. So there was... This, I spent a lot of money because I had to stay there at least three days. So, then, so then I called um, the airline and I said, okay, I want to change my tickets. Because I was like, yeah, in the end you're not going to go back home, so I want you to refund. Ah, but it's not a refundable ticket, so I lost 700 euro from the company. Is at $900 in three days, so all my money was going... So fast, so fast. So that was the problem. Then my sister was in vacation, also in Boston. So I met her, and she was telling me like, "You do not, have, you have no business here. Like, just go back to Australia. Like, what's gonna, what's gonna happen? Every day you you, you spend like five hundred dollars. Like, so there's no meaning of it. You're not gonna last two days. Like, yeah, okay. And then like, yeah." Every day something, every day something. Then I say, okay, let's breathe a bit. I go, we go to New York. So I went to, uh, I booked an Airbnb, the, this stuff, in the Queens. I arrived there. <laughs> it was very cheap. Yes. <laughs> Indeed, in the Queens. And I arrived there and like, Come on. I called the guy. It's all, yeah, 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 so this is your address and you're just you... You tap this uh, password and then you can open the locker and there is a key inside and you pick the room you want. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I go there and I take the key. And there was dirty, was dark. And basically this guy in a two-bedroom apartment put the cat, he's sweet, ten person. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and it... There was no towel, there was no toilet paper, nothing. So I just left. <laughs> Straight away, well, I guess I was already pissed about everything, and I, no, no, I finished, <laughs> no more. So I went to this hostel next to Central Park. And it was cheap, and this was cheap because you are not allowed to do anything, not even take your luggage upstairs, not even to sleep in your own sleeping bag. Uh, you cannot, you cannot, it's written everywhere. It's not allowed, you cannot do this, don't do... So I was 
a bit depressed. Well, America sounds terrible in this story. And we, we went no, to America like, yay, I'm right, right, in the right, forest. Right. You know? yeah. yeah, true. And I, 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 I like a lot of ideas to do. Well, then I said, okay. You, you will come back in US, you will come back in New York, but you will prepare everything. And so then I... Uh, <laughs> is to go back in Australia was like something like a southern euro, one thousand euro. So with all the money I lost in a week, <laughs> I couldn't afford it. So my sister booked for me on this website. I, uh, and then, <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> and then like two days before I leave, I have a phone call from the website. Yeah, we're sorry, we didn't book your flight. Yeah, we had a problem with the website and everything. I was like, really? <laughs> I was not even like sad or pissed. I was like, okay, one more thing. Okay, tell me next. The thing is like, you're going to be, we will pay you back in three months. Three <laughs> Yeah, it was two or three months. Yeah, but like, I need this money to take another flight ticket to leave. So, what I did, I took a bus from Boston. Uh, I did not new, from New York, I took a bus to Montreal, where my sister was. Another. Another sister was living. <laughs> so, I stayed at a place like two, no, four days maybe. Very nice city, by the way. People are very cool over there. Wait, what city? Montreal. Montreal. Ah, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so, from there. My sister paid me another flight ticket, <laughs> and finally I did it. I came back in Australia. I was yeah, you came back in Australia after I don't know how many hours. Of yeah, yeah. And then? because then to finish this beautiful story of full of happiness, <laughs> I arrived in Australia. I just I had, I had my um, tourist visa because I didn't start yet my uh, working holiday visa. And the border no. take me. So, so it kept me four hours. They check my phone, my laptop, my Facebook, my mail. What? Everything. What? Because immigration. as immigration, because they were telling me, sir, you do not have much money and you have so much holidays. That's not normal. So basically, after one year in Australia, they were thinking I was... Uh, trying to stay there forever? Uh, no, 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 I was, was working cash in. Yeah. Cash ah. uh, so, and So yes. they are very strict now about yeah. this because a lot of that. And so they kept me and everything. And, and actually, he did it. <laughs> <laughs> like, we did it all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because in the hospitality, it's like actually quite similar. And so they asked me everything, to check everything. And at some point, they say, this restaurant. Yeah, yeah, I did two shifts over there, one trial and then one shift when they needed, like, yeah, I did cash in, sure, but like one shift we don't do contract, I don't know. Hmm. Someone can confirm this? Yeah, my girlfriend, like. Yeah, more your girlfriend. And so I gave her a phone number. <laughs> <laughs> now I was his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> like she was, uh, and I couldn't say she was working with me or whatever, but like, I say, I have my girlfriend here, she's, uh, Doing her farm job and everything, because she was also cashier. Yeah. So did not have any problem, and she was finishing the first visa. Yeah, I was working in other restaurant with contracts, so I was mm -hmm. covered. 
So yeah, they yeah. called her. Three jobs. And she was a right, 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 right. When they called her, she was camping in the middle of a storm with everything. Yeah, they right. tend to just fall on us. <laughs> so she had to, six in the morning. <laughs> she had to confirm everything, and there's a storm. Up, so kept she kept me one hour. Oh my Tell gosh. me, what did you meet him? Uh, in at the party, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I didn't know what he said to them, so I was like, "Oh my God, if oh, I just wow. fuck it up, yeah, 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 it's not never gonna, gonna come back," you know. Yeah, and I was oh no, God. So that was uh, that the ending cool. of the of this great trip in Europe, and I came back quite broke with all the money I spent <laughs> quite <laughs> <laughs> and uh, very happy for this four because I didn't sleep all the way to Australia because I was very concerned and everything then they kept me four hours I was dead I arrived to her best friend place okay this is a couch there is food in the fridge like just rest and then we will see later and so I stayed there like a few days <laughs> and then I went to meet her back so from this point we're together <laughs> when it was supposed to be almost over because I, I had dreams of traveling and stuff so he lasted one month he left the 1st of April he came back the 1st of May one month he left <laughs> wow yeah America's so expensive <laughs> no no I no, Thank you to Bertrand for his story, and thank you again to him and Anna for welcoming us so kindly into their home. Thank you to Dana Boulay for her music. Thank you to Kiva.org for letting us connect with the other side of the world without even having to travel. In honor of Anna, last week we lent money to a small business owner in Kenya. You can too. Look for the link on our website or just go to kiva.org, K-I-V-A dot O-R-G. Thanks for listening. Even Freud wrote, It seemed to me beyond the realms of possibility that I should travel so far. <laughs> <laughs>